Hello, everybody. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Coach. I have a very, very special guest for you today. The first guest that I've had on the podcast in a very long time, um, and that is Carissa Johnson. Carissa is a business coach in the online space, and she also is very into spiritual things and the universe and manifestation. And so, of course, um, this interview fits so well with what I inspire, aspire to um, get across doing this podcast is that there is no perfect way to do business. There's no perfect, you know, structured, formulated way of doing things. And I think that especially in the coaching industry, the spiritual movement and everything really shines some light on that. It really shines some light on like doing things differently, doing things the way that you know in your heart to be true and right for you. Um, And I think we do go into that a little bit in the episode. Um, This was recorded back in May before we moved and Um, You know, just since then, I've been so busy. I haven't had the chance to sit down, upload, edit, all the good things. But I really, really think that you're going to enjoy this episode. We're talking about anxiety. We're talking a little bit too about, you know, taking responsibility to some extent when it comes to our mental health and just having that awareness and how much of your responsibility that really is um kind of go into that a little bit so i'm really excited i absolutely love and adore carissa and i know that you will too so let's kind of go ahead and jump right on in hello carissa i am so pumped that you're here my favorite Aries sister, guide, mentor, Um, all your Aries fire is always showing and I just love that about you. But thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we have always been divinely led to each other's energy and so it's such a beautiful opportunity for us to come together and us to share our ideas, our work, our message with each other. I feel like this was definitely like a long time in the making. So it feels, I'm so, it's, I feel so honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I feel the same way. Like this has been such a long time coming and I'm finally getting back into podcasting after taking a long break, just long needed space that I needed from recording and putting out so much energy in in this platform where as now I'm like energized up, I'm ready to go. And you're actually my first interview in like six months or something like that. So it feels so exciting. Um, And I want to start with a little bit around what's real for you right now. What have you been transitioning and going through? I feel like we're all just collectively in this massive transition right now. And like Mm -hmm. this up level, obviously with um, COVID and just everything that's going on right now, I feel like a lot of us have kind of seen this change coming. We just didn't expect it to come this way. And Mm -hmm. in that process, we have all had to reconstruct and change things about like the way we were doing them before. So what's real for you right now? And um, what are you experiencing during this time? 
Such a great and beautiful question for us all to really think about and reflect about our own truth, because the reality is what I'm experiencing right now in this moment was not what I was experiencing weeks ago, was not what I was experiencing months ago, and is not what anybody else should be saying they should be experiencing. So in this moment, I feel so grounded in my faith. I feel so grounded in my connection to God, to the universe. I feel so powerful in my message, in my energy. However, weeks ago, I was probably in one of the darker moments that I've had over the past couple of years. So I've dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression throughout my entire life. And I think probably towards the end of last year, November of 2019, I ended a very serious relationship. And so it kind of kickstarted this evolution of this being that I'm becoming and this higher version of myself that I'm becoming. And even though there was a lot of fear and discomfort around owning all of these gifts, owning my message, I feel like COVID and being in quarantine and spending a significant amount of time alone put me in a position where I was no longer able to avoid the work that I was meant to be doing. Mm. I was no longer able to um, numb with distractions, whether that be with going out with friends or you know, overworking, which is a, a definitely because I'm an Aries, I'm very feisty, I'm very passionate, I'm very action focused. And so I was really put in this position. It, what started at the very beginning of this COVID experience, um, I was put in this position where I really just could not avoid the work anymore. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm experiencing right now has been months in the making of me doing deep work, of me owning my gifts, of me sitting in silence. So what I've really been through over the past few months is I have released some mentors of mine. I have stopped consuming so much. I probably consume only 5% of my week. Like I 95% of what I'm doing is creating, is writing, is being, is walking, is meditating. And it's allowed me to be really connected to my experience, really connected to my thoughts. And that was definitely something that I had been avoiding for some time now. So my experience and my truth right now, where I'm at right now is that I believe there's a beautiful opportunity for us all to take a closer look at our experience in our life and our relationships in our business, how we're showing up, what's not working for us, what we no longer want to tolerate, what we are no longer willing to be in, right? And so um, I've definitely done a lot of personal evaluation, a lot of business evaluation, a lot of figuring out what my next steps are, surrendering the outcome, releasing the expectations. And because we're in a situation now where we do, we have control, but we don't have control. Like it's this a really beautiful dichotomy of just like life. Mm -hmm. I've um, surrendered so many expectations. I've, you know, checked off all these boxes of accomplishments, but now I'm like, this didn't feel like enough for me. So I'm really just looking for soul nourishing connections, really looking for power in my gifts, really looking to enhance this vibe, the the vibration of the world through sharing my truth, through slowing down and through honoring the process of this evolution. And so I know a lot of people are dealing with suffering and there's a lot, I have a lot of compassion for that. But for me in this moment, I feel very abundant. I feel very trusting. I feel very solid in this experience. And I hope that I get to share this opportunity and this experience with the world because I know that what we're experiencing right now, there's going to be people who are going to rise and there's going to be people who are going to stay in the thick of it a little bit. And so I hope, and I feel honored to be one of the people that I feel like is going to help enhance this experience for the world. Yeah. And I fully feel like 
And thank you for sharing that with me and with everyone listening. And I feel like exactly what you said, we're all going to experience this differently. And some people are going to have a bad experience. Some, some people are going to have a good experience. Some people it's going to be in the middle. Some people aren't even going to be aware of like, okay, this is like, whatever. It's different for everyone. And I feel like you are always so in integrity with your message and with the way that you live, like the way that you present yourself on your platform is the actual way that you live your life. And that's something I really want to dive into around like business and our mental health and uh, spiritual health, energetic health, all of that. How does integrity play a difference with all of that? I feel like it, it truly, there's so much, and I know you are like, you have a past in psychology and um, life coaching and all of that. So I do feel like you'll have so much to say around this. Um, But how do you feel like living in integrity with your values and your beliefs and truly what it is that you want to get across um, to your audience? How important is that for your mental health, for your spiritual health and for just in general, how you like believe in your mouth. How am I, I don't know how to explain. I get what you're saying. (laughs) Fully, but like, how does that make a difference? Cause I feel like, so we'll set these boundaries and then we decide like, Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just going to go against my boundaries. And then you're going into not trusting yourself. And that's when all that integrity um, confusion comes into play. So um, how does that, how do you feel about that around? I told I totally get what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a master interpreter, <laughs> I like to call myself, because because of my background in psychology, because of my you know work in emotion with emotional intelligence, I just understand what people are communicating, and so that was probably one of the best compliments I've ever received. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. It has been a journey to get to the place of being in full integrity. I always felt like in my life, I was a person who would stand and go against what was not, was popular. And to some extent that really hurt me in a lot of my relationships because I was not willing to let somebody be picked on. I wasn't willing to sit by the sidelines and allow things to go awry when I just knew it wasn't right. So I think there's three questions here, which is one, how do you stay in integrity with your business and your life. Number two, how does that play into mental health? And number three, which is which I think is the solution to this, which is your intuition. How do you trust that you're in the right space? So I'll, I'll speak to all three of those and then we can kind of go from there. So my relationship with integrity has always been really strong because at the beginning of my life, I experienced an extreme amount of emotional discord with integrity that my earlier young adulthood from probably the age of like 13 to 18, I was not living in integrity. I had dealt with anxiety and depression. I was numbing through drugs and alcohol. I got in a lot of trouble when I was very young. I got expelled from junior high. I went to an alternative school. And so I wasn't living my truth. I wasn't living in integrity with what I knew I was meant to do on this earth. And it created so much discord in my body that vibrationally it felt so off that I had to numb with food. I numbed with drugs. I numbed with toxic relationships. And so 
I know what it feels like to be so out of integrity that I, the pain and suffering that I went through with that, I will never experience. I will never, that like drives me because I'll never want to experience that again. Mm. And so those experiences in my young adulthood with what it felt like to not being in integrity really drives how I want to live this life now. And integrity gets to mean things for different people. So for business, some people feel like they're in integrity. I'll give a really easy example of something I see a lot of. Some people feel like they're in integrity by sharing their numbers, but by not necessarily saying this is cash or sales, mm. right? For me, I always want to be really clear because I understand the human mind. I understand people compare themselves and I have a lot of compassion for people. So whatever integrity means to you is going to look different. For me, it just means being sharing of the highest good, being in the highest vibration that there is, which is love and sharing my truth. And I know in my vibration, I know what that feels like. I know if it's not there or not. So I feel like it is my responsibility because I have this platform, because I have audience, because I have people that look to me. I don't even like to say look up because then it makes me feel like I'm on a pedestal and I don't ever want to be on a pedestal. Um, when I go on stages and I speak to people, I speak to them with where we're at together. We are on this journey together. I may be a few steps ahead of you, but I am not above you. And so I never wanted to make people feel like they were any different than me. And that's what I think true transformation comes from is when you are able to look at somebody and see yourself in them, not say, wow, they're so high up there. They're so, you know, they're so different than me. They have all these gifts. I could never reach that. And so I, I prided myself on being able to say, you know what? I want to be different. I don't want to make people feel like they need me. I don't want to make people feel that they are less than me. I want people to know that with the gifts that are within me, the love that is within me, the guidance that was in, that's in within me is within you. And that feels like integrity to me because that feels like love. So for me, integrity and love are synonymous. They are the same. And so if I can just go back and constantly ask myself, what would the most loving version of myself do today? How would I show up in the most powerful vibration in this conversation? How can I look at this person through the eyes of love? Then everything feels integrated to me. Mm. So as long as I just continue to ask myself those questions, I feel like I'm really going to be able to stay in that. And I feel like it's my responsibility because of the platform that God universe has given me. I feel like I would not be doing, I would not be fulfilling my purpose and my highest calling if I wasn't staying in that. And I feel like I am I receive a lot of abundance in life in every area because I stay true to that. And so the journey to get to being in integrity fully has been a process. I've known what it's been like to not be in integrity. And you've seen my evolution of me sharing my message and me being a more vulnerable about what that means and what I want people to understand about me. And so even though there are moments where I'm like, huh, I could have done that differently, I will speak about it because I feel like the ego no longer has a hold as long as you own it. So there are moments, of course, where I may not have done something that was of my highest good or other people's highest good, but I will own it. And I think that that's the most integritous thing that you can do. And that's what a true leader does. And that's what I think people who are light workers in this world will do because we're not perfect. We're having a human experience. And so we're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to have these lessons. So that kind of speaks to the integrity piece, which is just go back to love. If you just look at everything through the eyes of love, look at your experiences through the eyes of love, even yourself, I think that you will always, you will be able to, even in the moments where you're not in integrity, bounce back. And then that will, people will still see you in integrity because you lead in that way. Mm. Does that make sense? I love every bit of that. Yes. 100%. <laughs> and, um, when it comes to, cause I feel like what was the last question that you interpreted about intuition? It was, so there were two more pieces. There were mental health. How does this play in mental health? And so I'll speak to that. And then there was the intuition. 
too. Yeah, I was going to, so after we chat about mental health, I was going to ask you about the difference when it comes to intuition versus anxiety. And I feel like that is a huge thing that people sometimes struggle with. They'll be like, oh, it was my intuition that told me or, and it's actually like a fear or an irrational thought that brought them to, to either self-sabotage or um, something along those lines. D- if that resonate, cause that totally resonates with how I used to be where I'd be like, Oh, it's, it's my intuition telling me that I shouldn't do this. But actually I was trying to self-sabotage from moving forward and like creating my success. And as you say, like designing my own freedom. Um, so yeah, I would love to have you chat about that. Yeah. So the question is the difference between self-sabotage and intuition and how they feel different in your body. Mm. Right. Yes. So I'll give you an exercise that has helped me so significantly, and then I'll kind of break it down a little bit more so that you people can understand there. So an exercise. So what I love to do is because I struggle with that too. What is self-sabotage? What is fear? What is holding me back versus what is my intuition? And let me speak to that first and then I'll get the exercise. So your intuition feels like love. It feels like it feels light. It feels effortless. It feels like this soft but powerful voice. It feels easy. It feels effortless. It feels like this deep inner knowing. It feels like you could like if you feel it in your heart, you could feel it. So I'm Claire, I'm Claire Audient and I'm Claire Sentient. I was Are literally in my head just going, she is so Claire Audient. It's not even funny. I was literally yeah. saying that in my head. Yeah. So I hear, I hear, and I also feel. So you'll notice how I describe my experiences. I use the word feel a lot because that's, I'm clairsentient. So I have this clear feeling, this clear, like deep knowing. And so, um, yeah, I have those gifts and I've been able to really tap into them. And so that's amazing that you picked up on that. That's so good. I love that you're reading into that energy. And so your intuition, you're going to be able to feel it differently. What I've realized is that not everybody feels their intuition in their gut. Based on your spiritual gifts, your intuition could feel more like a thought. It could feel more like something you visualize. It could feel more like a deep knowing based on your gifts. So it is true to say that your gut is always right, but at the same time, not everybody experiences it in their gut. So something that I've been able to realize is that my I do experience it in my gut and I do experience it in my body. So I'll notice... I'm a very quick action taker. I'm an Aries. So a lot of times I've gotten into situations where I'm impulsive. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I'm like, oh fuck, that was not right. That was not the thing I wanted to do. That was not my intuition. And so it takes a lot of trial and error to really understand your intuition. Just like it it takes a lot of trial and error to understand a partner. You're getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to just have a little bit more grace with the love language. The communication that you have with a partner is the communication that you have with yourself. So what it looks like and feels like to me is it feels light. It feels open. It feels expansive. It feels easy. It feels effortless. It feels like sometimes it feels a little scary and freaky, but it also feels more exciting to me. And so I feel that very much in my body. So the way that you can really experience this is if you sit with it first. So I encourage all of my clients to sit with their decisions, to pray on it, to meditate on it before they take the action and feel what it feels like in your body. So ask yourself questions. What does it feel like to be loved? And then see how your body feels. Okay, what does it feel like to experience intuition? Because intuition is just love. It's the highest vibration, right? It's that mo- the deepest connection. So really sit with it and experience it in your body. If it feels like resistance, it feels like fear, your body might contract a little bit. It might get a little tighter. You might feel a tightness in your chest. For me, I feel a tightness in my throat. Um, 
I am very much in my head when I'm, when I'm over analytical, I know that there's a lot of fear coming up. So I try to sort out the fear within that and clear that away to really pay attention to what's happening in my body. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, intuition feels light. It feels easy. It feels effortless. It feels like, it feels like a, a knowing that you're just like, I know that I, there's like a deep, like this deep trusting when you're really in your head, a lot of times that's fear. And so what I do, one of my experiences that I do is you can use, um, a pendulum. You can ask, you know, your pendulum you can use things like that. Or for me, I just sit with it and I see if my body leans forward or backward when I'm making a decision and ask your, And before you want to do it, you want to set the expectation. Okay. What is like a full body F yes for me and feel your body. Maybe it leans to one side. Maybe it leans to the back. Who knows, right? Your, your body's going to experience it differently. For me, a full body F yes is I lean forward. I feel my body lean forward and your body is like your own pendulum. It's just your own energy. So you could use a pendulum or you could use your, you could use your own body. So I sit with the experience of what I'm asking myself. Okay. Is this like, do I want to say, for example, do I want to invest in this thing? And I'll sit with it and I'll see how my body is being guided. Is it going to one side? Is it leaning forward? And I know for me, an F yes would be forward. If I lean backward, that's a no. And then I dig deeper into it. I ask myself the challenging questions about fear. Like what would it mean if I did invest in this and it didn't work out? Would I make that mean about myself? So it's, it's really taking the time to understand the communication that you have with yourself, just like you would a new partner. And if you don't know what your intuition sounds like, it's going to take you some time. It's going to take making decisions that are not in integrity, that are not out of love that are not based on your intuition to understand what that feels like. So it's a learning curve. There's a process to it all. So the exercise that I encourage everyone who's listening to this to do is to sit with yourself, ask yourself the question, see where your body leans. If it leans, ask yourself, you have to prime yourself first is what would yes feel like? And then see how your body feels, see where it leans. And then ask yourself the question after that. Okay. Is this a yes? And then if it leans forward or if that, if that's your like measurement of it, then that's, that is that, is that experience. And so over time, I just really developed a strong level of intuition myself. And that's not to say that I always make the best decisions. I still make decisions that aren't of my highest good, that are impulsive. But I think the thing that people avoid the most is sitting with the decision first and really paying attention to how it does feel in their body, where they're experiencing it. And I will tell you, I would say 90% of the time, if you're really in your head, you either have a lot of work to do and fear about like fear coming up. But if you're overanalyzing it, maybe it's just not the right thing or it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would say how I would encourage people to experience their intuition, but it's not always easy. Sometimes it, your fear sounds like a harsh voice. It sounds like, like mean it's, um, it's analytical. It's, it's, um, it's, it almost sounds like a, like a megaphone of like a rude person in your head. And sometimes people there's, you can go into NLP and talk about this. They talk about like different ways it shows up in your head. For me, my fear brain, my negative Nancy sort of brain, I call her anxious Annie. She's Mm -hmm. on the left side. So I usually hear that on my left side. If it's my intuition, I kind of hear that voice on my right side. So it's really just tapping into these gifts, understanding where they're coming from, understanding that voice. But I will tell you, if you sit with yourself and you experience it, most of the time your intuition is going to feel love. It's going to feel light. It's going to feel effortless. It's going to feel like a soft, angelic voice, almost like a motherly voice. 
if you're, if it's fear, if it's sabotage, if it's limiting, it's going to sound like this level of harshness. It's going to be mean. It's going to be rude. And you know that that's not source. That's not God. That's not the message that you're supposed to be receiving. So it's really just understanding these voices and understanding how you experience it in your body. Mm, yes. And I am also clairsentient and then I'm clairvoyant. So when I'm tapping in that way too, I will see like different colors or different vibrations and like just different symbols and things like that. And immediately, like when I'm seeing it, I know, um, but feeling into it is something that even though I'm clairsentient. So with my clients, what I do is I can literally get on a call and feel where they're at, um, through them explaining it. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to start doing the work, like around this chakra or around this area. Um, but when it comes to me, I noticed that I used to also avoid like sitting with the decision, sitting and actually feeling things is scary. And that's also what I feel like during quarantine, a lot of people are struggling with. It's like, okay, I've done all of this stuff so that I could avoid like beforehand. I did all this stuff all the time. I was busy, busy, busy. I was arguing all the time with my partner. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was taking this person to this place and people pleasing all these. And I feel like we do that to avoid this work. We do that to avoid all of the feelings and the emotions that we've just avoided our whole lives. And that I feel is so important for around this time in quarantine for people to realize like this is what has held you back for so long is because of the avoidance and the procrastination around your healing so I was going to ask you how because I know you have experience with anxiety and depression and like poor mental health how can you like I guess, give some of everyone who's listening some encouragement around managing their anxiety just from your experience. And then also like, what have you learned with your background in psychology and um, being a therapist in the past as well? How can you kind of combine those two and maybe help some of the people who are struggling right now to really tap in and manage this in a completely new way than they've ever done it before? Yeah. So that's such a beautiful question. Thank you for asking that. And I'll first off by saying in order to experience something new, you have to do something different. Mm -hmm. So if you're continuing to experience anxiety and yet you're getting, you're doing the same thing, then it's, it's an obvious sign that you do something different. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll first start by saying, and I'll also start, say that, and I went, I said this in my stories yesterday, which is busyness is a fear-based response to avoiding inner work. And in the, in the work that you're avoiding are the answers that you're craving. And so a lot of times we do know what we should be doing. That's why coaching works because inevitably your coach holds you to a standard where you can no longer make excuses to not do the work anymore. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people aren't able to understand their anxiety or understand themselves because they are avoiding doing the work because it's scary it is scary to experience those emotions. It is scary to, um, to feel emotions that have been pent up throughout your entire lifetime. And what I've realized through spiritual psychology, because not right now, this phase that I'm getting into is I have a degree in clinical psychology and that served me in a lot of ways. But 
what I really crave is positive psychology and intuitive psychology and really understanding psychology from a spiritual perspective as well. And I think what I'm kind of realizing in my hypothesis is that people who experience anxiety and depression are not necessarily, they don't necessarily always have brain chemistry and dysfunction all the time. A lot of times it's actually you have a gift and you're just a lot more open and you were born into this world meant to experience the fullness of life because you have a larger mission. And so you experience anxiety because you're empathic and you're meant to connect to people on a deeper level. So what I've realized is through my own experience and a lot of my clients, the, those who experience anxiety, those who have been told they're, they're, um, they're too sensitive or they cry often is not necessarily always related to mental health in and of itself, but is related to the experience, what is related to sort of some dysfunction that we've created and patterns that we've created in order to deal with the unknowing of what our gifts are. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's, and I feel like you can maybe resonate with that too and understanding your gifts and understanding yourself once you realize that this is anxiety, this may not even be mine. Mm. This may not even be my, this may not even be my emotion. I may be taking this on from other people or maybe a guide, a spirit, a loved one is trying to connect to me there. We are just, we're a lot more open. We're a lot more conscious than we think we give ourselves credit and we have to be willing to sit down and understand our experiences and just be open to the fact that it may not be brain chemistry. It, it, it might quite possibly be patterns of which we've developed throughout our lifetime because we didn't understand our gifts. We didn't understand our experiences. So we've developed these patterns, but I would, I really do believe that a lot of what, people who experience anxiety and depression is really because they have a greater calling in this lifetime and they're meant to experience those moments so that they can develop coping skills and they can help other people. So that's kind of been my experience with understanding anxiety and depression is that you being busy is you avoid, is you not knowing how to process, how to manage the the openness with which you probably are meant to experience this lifetime. And so that's been a really kind of rude awakening for me. Like, wow, I numbed this whole time because I thought that I was just supposed to take this medication or do this and that. And I, I do believe that modern medicine is incredibly helpful. And I do believe that mental health is a serious issue and should be taken seriously with that as well. But I also believe is it possible that there are other reasons why it's happening? We're only told to believe this is mental health. This is your diagnosis. Take this medication, go to psychotherapy. And that's kind of why I got out of therapy and counseling is because I didn't necessarily agree with that. I didn't agree that you should be labeled. I didn't agree that you should always lean on medication. And I didn't believe that psychotherapy and just talking about it was the answer. And so that's kind of why I got out of therapy. So a couple of tips that I would give our number one is just patience, patience and understanding yourself. Just like I said before, like you would any other relationship, stillness, stillness and understanding this anxiety. Like you can feel anxiety and it doesn't need to mean anything. Sometimes people, what happens is it's not the experience of anxiety that trips them up. It's what they make it mean. I'm experiencing anxiety. That means that somebody's not going to love me. That means I'm going to show up in this conversation and people are going to judge me. That means that this person isn't going to think I'm smart. That means that I am not on the right path. It's not the experience of anxiety in and of itself. It's what we make that feeling mean. Mm -hmm. It's the moments of, I believe me, I've been through some deep states of depression where I couldn't get out of bed either. However, could it also quite possibly be that I was meant to experience those depths so that I could feel to a greater capacity? I could help people to a greater calling. So number one is patience. Number two is stillness. Again, just understanding those emotions and questioning them and challenging them. And number three would be, I truly believe that 
the way that we take care of our body will have a significant effect on our mental health. And so that includes journaling, that includes meditation, that includes exercise. But I truly believe that now with Design Your Freedom, this business that I'm creating and this entity and this just this evolution of everything that I'm doing has a lot to do with the way that we take care of our body. So I really eat very, like I eat locally sourced food. I eat, I take a lot of supplements. I drink a lot of water. I think just the way that we take care of our body, anxiety is a warning sign that something is amiss and it doesn't necessarily need to mean it means mental. 90% of serotonin is created in our gut. And so through processed foods, through medication, through stress, we create our microbiome in our body is not necessarily producing the amount of serotonin that we need in order to have our body function. We, this is a machine. This is a machine. So if we're not taking proper care of ourselves, if we're not like dehydration, like could lead to so many things in our body, right? If our organs get all dried up, they're not going to function. It's going to be clunky and no wonder we're going to have anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) It might even not have anything to do with mental health per se, but you're experiencing anxiety because you're not necessarily taking care of your body and our body is the vessel. Our body is what we are meant to pay attention to in order to understand ourselves better. So it's patience, it's stillness, it's taking care of your body. And then I truly, truly believe it's feeling your body. So just like we eat high quality foods, if we want to take care of ourselves, we need to be consuming high quality information and we need to surround ourselves with high quality people. So it's having those deep conversations. It's feeling like you're in a safe space. It's maybe hiring a coach. It's getting mentorship. It's getting in a community and that's going to help you make more sense of yourself, help you help you process your anxiety, whatever you're experiencing, and also help you release the identity with I have anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something that you have. It's an experience that you endure. And so you could have it for a lifetime. You could maybe that's just a part of your journey. Um, but I think releasing the identity that you have anxiety and like not making that become a self-fulfilling prophecy of, um, you know, I have anxiety. So that's why I show up in these conversations. Like we, I love it that we, that's how we make sense of ourselves, but it's also not necessarily doesn't need to be a driving force for the way that we identify with the way that we experience the world. Yes. And I am so grateful that you are a voice for this. Like this is something that years ago um, in 2016 was when I started heavily experiencing anxiety and depression. And it was like a, just a complete strip of my identity. I was just like, I don't, I don't know. And I was experiencing a spiritual awakening. That's actually what That's was happening. A lot of what it is. Yes. And yes. Um, I was just like, I don't know what I believe in anymore. I don't know what, like politically, I don't believe in what I used to. And it's just like everything. I was in nursing school and I was like, wow, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Like this isn't what I want to do. And it was just like, I woke up one day and all of these realizations came through. And I feel like I, and for two years after that though, I continued to see my anxiety and my depression as who I was and my identity. And so I was sat and kind of like frozen in this, all these stories around it. And I feel like that is a huge part of that as well Is like, what is the story you're telling yourself? Just like you were saying, it's like, well, what are you identifying with? And what is the story you're telling yourself about your anxiety or about the sensations of anxiety that you experience? It's literally such an 
easy shift, but it doesn't feel easy. It's, it's whenever you're in the <laughs> middle of it, it's like, Oh God, like I could never not identify with this because then who the fuck am I? And also like, what, what was the other thing that came through around, um, purpose? Like I, I remember going through this experience and as soon as I finally just gave up all the resistance of like showing up and being seen because there was trauma, so much trauma with that, that I was going through healing, um, like being vulnerable, being open, sharing my story, feeling like it even matters. Those were things that were so ingrained in my head that like what I say doesn't even affect anyone or matter or whatever. And that's what was really creating this anxiety. It was like a rooted belief that my voice didn't matter. And so anyone listening, like if you are struggling right now to be seen or to be vulnerable or to allow yourself to really step into your purpose, what is the story that you need to release in order to be able to do that? And not even seeing it from like, oh, it's anxiety and depression and all this stuff. What is the story? Like, let's take our attachment to the anxiety and depression away for a second and like look at that story because that's where you're going to find the belief and the root. Um, mm -hmm. But do you feel like your purpose and actually pursuing your purpose makes a difference as well? Mm. So do you think it take it alleviates anxiety if you continue to pursue your purpose? Is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think it can? hundred percent. I think that the more I lean into the discomfort of what anxiety feels like in my body, the more it dissipates. So I recently experienced a bout of anxiety because I went through a really deep spiritual awakening, I would say probably like a month ago. And I felt it so much, but I leaned into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit with this because sit with the anxiety, let it sit with you on the couch, like make friends with it instead of judging it. Like, how can you be like, what are you, what are you teaching me? What do you come like, like really ask what it's coming up for? Because I do believe that anxiety can be a warning sign that we're not on the right path, that something needs to dissolve. Right. So it, it almost feels like whenever I experience anxiety, I almost imagine like acupuncture where this like little needle goes down. It like needs to wiggle some stuff around in order to dissolve that tension. And I think that, you know, I think that the truth lies in our tension. So if we really sit with where the tension is in our life, we will find our truth. And so I believe that if you continue to lean in to that anxiety and you like feel the depths of that experience, and I'm not saying that if you're suicidal, like I definitely feel like I want to just say that I encourage you to go get mental health support. I'm not saying any of that, but I do believe that the people who will probably be listening to this experience anxiety and know that it's a part of a greater calling. They're just not, they just don't know how to make sense of it. So I, Every time I experience it, I know I'm going to a newer and greater level. And I know I'm my, like my magnetic field is becoming bigger and bigger. That's why it almost feels like growing pains because I'm being stretched to new dimensions. And once you get stretched to that new dimension, you can no longer go back to the way that you were before. Like, it's almost like once you're conscious, like you can no longer go back to sleeping. And sometimes I've even questioned, like, I wish I wasn't so effing conscious because it's like, now that you've been awakened, you're like, I, I wish I could go back to sleep because now I have all this awareness about this work and my feelings and my emotions, it feels like there's so much to sort through here. Like there's, there are people who are a little bit more simple with their life and their mindset. And so they don't have those same realizations. And so life can feel different for them. But so to go back to your question, I do believe that 
if you are willing and open to looking at it, if you are willing and open to investigating and looking at it through very curious and loving eyes, you will be led to, you will be led to a stronger purpose, a passion, a mission, your vision, your, your fulfilling and your sacred power on this earth. And I think that through that you will, your anxiety will dissipate. And I think that at every level, I don't think there needs to be a new devil, but I think there's a new there's a new experience that you will have and it'll shake you up a little bit. So whether that's through anxiety or depression or through just deep sadness or grief, those experiences are meant to shape us. And so every time that I've experienced it, I've gone to a new level. I've gotten clearer and through being more clear, I've gotten, I've taken more action on being able to share this message. And so I do believe that if you just lean into it, if you're open to it, if you don't judge it, if you get really curious, it'll ultimately lead you to something greater. And I do believe that it's meant to um, just not everybody takes that risks and that that's on ourself in order to take that leap. So yeah, I think mm. the more that I lean into it, the, the quicker I get and being resilient and bouncing back through it, the, um, the calmer I get in the midst of it, it almost feels like the sacred storm, which I posted about a couple, like last week or two, which people really loved. It feels like a sacred storm in our body, right? There's so much happening within us, but if we could just be calm in the storm, it's able to pass with more ease. So yeah, if you, if you're willing to look at it and pursue, the emotions and like allow yourself to be led to new things. Um, I really do believe that, that the pursuit of that will help you find your purpose and will bring you more to peace. Mm, I feel like this conversation is such a relief for people who may have thought like, I have to have this forever. I have to go through this my entire life. And the truth is, is you can see it as every time I experience this, it just means that I'm, I'm getting more messages around how I need to handle this next level or who I'm going to be in this next level and who I need to release from my energy field or what I need to release or whatever patterns it might be. Um, that's what anxiety, that's how I've experienced it was it came and I was having panic attacks all of the time. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, well, my body was giving me so many messages and signs that I needed to change something. And I remember having like this massive panic attack in a parking lot, um, getting out of the car. And I just remember that. And I remember getting fired from my job like two days later. And I was think I was like really subconsciously expecting it. Something I like knew mm -hmm. something was about to happen and all the anxiety was just building, building, building and building. And so truly like listen to your anxiety because it is trying to tell you something. Depression also like these things are telling you something and the words are just labels. Like we don't have to experience it the way that traditionally like everyone has taught you that you have to experience it. You don't have to do it the traditional way. You can do it holistically or you can do it half and half. Like you get to choose, you, you get to take yourself out of this box that society has created for mental health and you get to experience it however you need to, however your intuition also guides you to be doing it. And I, I feel like with your tips earlier around intuition, like that's gonna be really helpful for navigating this for people who were like, what is even, what even is intuition? It's like, I feel like people are going to experience a spiritual awakening just from listening to this. <laughs> I Sorry, <hope> so. <laughs> our bad. <laughs> I really hope so. I think that that's what's 
what is happening. And my belief about COVID and the coronavirus, even though you're not sharing, I feel like I'm being led to kind of speak a little bit to that. I really feel like we are being led to really awaken to the realities that we've created. And if we're not satisfied with it, this is our opportunity to change it. And I'm not saying that everybody can change it. I, I do believe that you can change it in an instant, but I also know that there's a lot of programming. There's a lot of subconscious beliefs. There's a lot of experiences and patterns that you get to sort through. And so I just feel like this is an awakening for mm -hmm. so many people to just be more thoughtful about how they're living their life. And I think we're kind of going back to what really matters here. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's being stripped away of so many things. You're go we're going back to the basics of what really matters and mental health, what I like to call like mental wellness, because it even just adds like a different vibration to it. Um, you're just going to be able to see life and your health and patience and play like play has been a, a tip that I also want to give for your listeners because it's been a really great thing for me. And there's even a book called play. Um, that has been a really big transformation in being able to heal. My anxiety is going to have more fun, right? Like it's just not judging what fun has to mean. I just bring so much joy into my day. Like how can I make today as fun as possible? And it relieves a lot of anxiety. So your, your all listeners are definitely going to experience an awakening from this podcast because they were probably led here to begin with. And that's what it comes down to is those instinctual experiences, the anxiety that you felt, the panic attack that you had, uh, like the two days prior to you being let go from your job was your instincts knowing that something was coming. Just kind of like how animals, a few days before a storm, they start to run and they start to go crazy. They start to herd and get together. We have these instincts as well. We just are so conditioned to be like, oh, what, I don't know what that is or just not make sense of it. But we have these same instincts. So you experiencing that was your instincts letting you know something really big is coming. So for me, I've just been so grateful for the times where I've gone through, through those depths and those experiences of sadness and grief, because I know that on the other side of that is a really big breakthrough. So it's how can you be grateful for these experiences? How can you pay attention to those instincts that you're feeling and, and question and, and just get really curious about where they're coming from? Because Honestly, your body knows your spirit and your body knows when you're about to go through an awakening. And so if you've let, been led to this podcast, if you're experiencing a lot of discomfort in your body, there's some really powerful shifts happening in your body and, and you can be grateful for it. You can be happy that it's happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was so amazing. Like, this is so good. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, sharing your energy with me today and taking an hour out of your day to come on the podcast and just share your heart. You are so welcome. I feel like our guides and our divine team are celebrating us right now because we've come together, two powerful women coming together and collaborating and, and sharing our gifts and our message in a time where people really need people with this type of mindset and this perspective to share because there's a lot of stuff happening on the news and there's a lot of things that if you go and you could just, if you, if you wanted to, you could find any negative story and you could find any belief and support for anything. So it's Absolutely. just people like us have to come together and we get, we're honored to come together to share this message and be a voice of truth, be a voice of happiness, be a voice of joy in a time where the world feels very cut feels very chaotic. So thank you so much for having me. I felt like this conversation was so divinely led. So I just feel honored to be here and be able to speak to your audience. Course. And where can everyone find you um, if they want to follow you or connect with you in the online space? Yeah. So they can find me at all the things Carissa Johnson. It's Johnson with an E. So they can find me um, on Instagram. That's mostly where I hang out. I also have an online free community 